Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net. Hey guys, it's time for another edition of the Corner 3 Podcast. Tim Dandu here. Normally you do hear us be with our hoops hype man himself, Alex Derricks, but he's unfortunately as he is getting ready for his wedding. So without further ado, though, we also have two of the classics here, myself and our hoops historian, Sean Mackey. Sean, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing, Tim? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's opening night in the NBA. We're recording against it. Thank God we don't do a live show because with the World Series and this, no one would know who we're doing tonight. Um, no. No, no. So we're going to go ahead and get into some discussion here. So the preseason has wrapped, obviously. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knicks playing the first game tonight of the NBA season as the Cavaliers had their ring ceremony. Um, looking back on the preseason, what team stood out to you? Who did you like to see? Um, any players that really stood out in their performance? I'm going to be honest. I'm a little shocked that the, you know, even though they have 84 point guards at the Bulls, they cut Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, you know, and Dinwiddie had one really good game um, in the preseason, but it's the preseason. And um, first of all, I am I am shocked. Before we even get into this, I am shocked the Bulls made a move. Yes. Period. And I am so happy they got rid of Tony Snell finally because I, I can't stand him. He has been a complete – I mean, I think we drafted him like he was the 20th pick, 25th yep. pick or something. But they're usually pretty good at, like, drafting, like – into the draft kind of guys, and he was just one dude who just never, never could get his confidence going, and he 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 was just he was just never really a good fit with the team. I'm sure he was a good, you know, he was. Uh, I'm sure he practiced hard, and um, you know, he's a quiet guy, quiet natured dude, and everything. But it, he just never fit in. So the fact that we were able to get the 2014 Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. For 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 Tony Snell, I'm excited, and then at the same time, I'm so sad that <laughs> Michael Carter Williams has fallen so far from grace that he was traded for Tony friggin Snell. I mean, because they tried to trade him, um, they tried to tra- trade uh, MCW last or two weeks ago to uh, Sacramento for Ben McLemore. Yeah, and, uh, and the, the Kings will not give him up. He's in the, I don't know what's what's up with the Kings. Once again, I, I've, I've talked about this a lot, but. Like I don't know what they're doing. I mean, why not? Why why won't they trade Ben Mclemore? He's not that great, you know. Why you know MCW might have been a good fit for that team, but you know now they're going to go get crazy Ty Lawson around their point with Darren Collison. So I you know I don't and Collison's hurt. Right. Yeah, Collison's hurt. So I guess it's going to be Ty Lawson running the point. I mean, they, I just I just don't. There's no logic behind anything they do. But no. Anyways, I'm happy the Bulls made a trade. They have Michael Carter Williams now. Um, now that he's not very good. And not proven himself, and uh, um, but he is only yes, twenty four. He he's only twenty four. He is, yeah. But I, you know, the Bulls have such a mishmash of talent right now. I don't mm-hmm. really know what they're doing, and they, I think they were just happy to get anything. They're like, sure, this will be great. And, you know, <laughs> they had to cut Spencer Dinwiddie, who had one really good preseason game. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I I didn't get to watch as much preseason basketball as I wanted to because there were so many games blacked out on some of the feeds that I had and there were so many games that I wanted to watch that didn't have any radio or television um you know live you know feed to any of them some of them just weren't even broadcasted at all you know and I really wanted to watch some Timberwolves games but I'll tell you what man Carl Anthony Towns and the games that he did play is looking ridiculous yes he is did you see that there was that poll between a bunch of GMs that was if you're going to start a team who would you pick and he won over LeBron, Durant, Curry, Lillard. He was the guy that people were like, I'm starting my team with that guy. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, a, I mean, he's phenomenal. He is. He was play, I think they played the Grizzlies the other night. And, like, he took he took Marcus all off the dribble and just, like, blew by him. I mean, like, we're talking, I haven't seen anyone as quick as him since early Shaq. Right. I mean, he, he, and not only that, the dude can shoot. Yeah, he can. He can shoot. He is so good. Like, the Timberwolves, I, I mean, like, I'm so happy for Minnesota fans. And, 
they are going to have an excellent team within the next two or three years. I really think so. And, I agree. Um, you know, I don't really know what they're going to do with Ricky Rubio or Chris Dunn. I, I, I feel that since someone leaked, you know, that supposed leak that they were going to start Chris Dunn after 20 games of the season or whatever, I mean, I don't know what that's going to do for Ricky Rubio, but I've heard that Tibbs really likes Rubio. He likes his defense, and he's kind of like, you know, not so fast. We're not going to trade this guy this quick. Um, you know, but, you know, we don't really know who Chris Dunn is yet. I mean, I, he's he was great in college and everything, but, you know, I don't know um, – if he's ready to take over those duties, you know what I mean? Like Rubio already has, you know, chemistry with the guys he has on the team. And um, I, you know, I don't know. I think, I I think they're going to stick it out with him for a while, a little bit longer than expected, but there's always the injury bug. So, you know, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Well, there's one thing we know for sure. According to NBA 2K, Chris Dunn's already a star. Um, Right. (laughs) Right. <laughs> he had a 78 rating as a rookie, and his his steals are like ridiculous in that game. I, so I, I, it, it, you're completely right about that. <laughs> if we base the Timberwolves season on 2K logic, everything's going to be all right. Yeah, in, in, yeah. A, in a Minnesota this year. But yeah, he was you know Chris Dunn is a been a guy that's a lot of fun to watch. I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does there. Going back to Michael Carter Williams, I agree with you. Getting rid of Tony Stell's nice move. Um, once again, the Chicago Bulls add another guard that doesn't know how to shoot. Like, in this group of Rondo, Carter-Williams, Cannon, and Grant, we all know how much I love Grant from my days covering Notre Dame basketball. He yeah. shouldn't be the best shooter out of the four. That should not be the case, and that is the case. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think I, I think Cannon, I, I think he's a decent three-point shooter. I mean, He's, he's not terrible. I think he's got a good shot, and I, he's going to be that guy who comes off the bench this year. I know um, when we talked to a Bulls blogger, you know, he, Alec, yeah, Alex Alex was, said that he thought he was kind of the steal of the Bulls this year, and he was like, no, <laughs> you know, he's like, no, he was terrible, you know, but I, I really do think he's going to, I think he's going to step up this year, um, but anyways... Let's continue on. Let's move away from the Bulls. Let's move away. I spent too many too many minutes talking about them. Yes, yes, I agree. So, <clears throat> would that be, you know, and we need to move on there with that, and we have a lot of things we touched on there. Overall, I think the biggest shock for me, um, I wouldn't say biggest shock, because, you know, Archie Goodwin gets cut by Phoenix yesterday, so he doesn't make a 15-team roster. Those like me who love the Xavier Musketeers are really excited to see Samaj Christian make the Oklahoma City Thunder. But I'll tell you what, if I'm the New York Knicks, I know that I'm going to probably miss Derrick Rose for 20, 25 games at the minimum. Um, I know I have, you know, I have some, I have Brandon Jennings there. I, I pick up, I pick up Archie Goodwin. I, I build, I build that three man point guard depth and get Archie Goodwin on that bench. I, I completely agree with you. I, I think Archie Goodwin can score. You know, and he's not consistent or anything, but he's he's got the same kind of. To me, he kind of reminds me. He's he's a a point guard version of Dion Waiters. You know, when he's on, he's on. You know what I mean? Like he can mm-hmm. drive, he can he can get to the basket, he can shoot the ball and everything, but he's so sketchy. And I, I, I'm watching this. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching this Cleveland game, and the Knicks are on, like, a 10-0 run, and I'm really excited for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I love Porzingis, man. He mm-hmm. is uh, – I, I really love him. I think he is just – he's got the tools to be something great. He could be the next Dirk. Dude. Like, he is so – Yeah. And he spurned I mean, Nike. I mean, yeah, yes, he did. Oh my God! Derrick Rose took it to the basket, and made a shot. Okay, I'm done. Tie game. <laughs> We've seen everything we need to know about Derrick Rose this year from that. Uh, let's go to the other side of that game, man. While we kind of talk about things going on, so LeBron yeah. James had some pretty interesting comments, and I know anytime LeBron says something, you know, lovers and haters are going to go their different ways. I'm sure you and I will probably disagree in yeah. this conversation. Where he said he made the term of he made the point of teams team up in this league to beat me. And before anyone freaks out and says he's ridiculous and this, and I know it's coming, I can see it on your face already. Um, I don't think he's fully wrong. Think no, about it. I... Like, was Boston's like, man, I want to compete with Cleveland. I want to beat them. 
what did they do? They went and got Horford, they kept building Isaiah, and they built their bench to go against Cleveland. Okay, yeah. Do you think when Oklahoma, when the Golden State met with Kevin Durant, at any point they didn't say, come help us beat LeBron? No. They 100% said that. Is LeBron oh, yeah. the carrot in Kevin Durant's face every single year of his NBA career? A hundred percent. So, exactly. would you look at these comments, and I saw a lot of people that were really upset about it and thinking of LeBron being the, being an egomaniac. I agree with what he said, actually. I think it's a 100% point. Is we want to gang out to beat the best player. And it was pretty similar in the 90s. You saw Barkley go to Houston to try to beat Jordan, obviously, try to get that shot there. That didn't happen. But, you know, the only difference, I think, in that circumstance is LeBron's lost a couple finals, obviously, but Jordan wouldn't let any of those teams beat him if they, if they tried to go up against them. It's true. It's true. And, you know, we can't... uh... See, in the history of the NBA, there have always been teams... The the whole point of the NBA is is to win a championship. Let's just... Let's let's get that out. Teams are going to do whatever is in their best interest to give them the best shot to win. You cannot... but, But you can't hold that against them. No. Period. And Mr. LeBron, he, he... he can't really say anything because he had to go down to Miami to win some championships. He did. So he had to team up with his friends just to beat, you know, the Spurs, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, these teams that there were many years where I think that LeBron should have won titles the year that the Orlando magic eliminated them when he was on Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I thought that he had the best team there. They had the best shot to win. They should have won. They did not. Um, same with the first year in, in Miami, everyone was like, you know, oh, well this, it's going to take a year for this to gel. It did not take a year for them to gel. They gelled immediately and made it to the NBA finals, but it was just, you know, it was Dirk's year. So JJ Barea's year. So, I mean, it happens. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, you know, I, I think Golden State would have been completely capable of beating the Cavs this year. I think they're actually even without Durant. I think they. I. I would like to think that they would they would be able to beat the, them in the finals this year. I mean, it was the biggest meltdown in the history of the NBA Finals. So yeah. Um. You what, know, which followed they, they the biggest meltdown. They yeah. got. <laughs> they got a little help from the NBA on that one, but um, I mean, you know, what happened happened, and uh, and they went, and but you know what. If you can, the way the team's salary was structured, you know, to be able to afford Steph Curry on a complete bargain deal at this point, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, and still have enough money to go after Kevin Durant is ridiculous. Yep. You know, but nobody knew any of this was going to happen. No one knew Steph Curry was going to become the best player in basketball you know, for two years. So it was like, you know, but you can't blame them for, for going after Durant, you know, and they're going to win an ungodly amount of games and and Durant's going to have some fun. He, I mean, he, he was frustrated. I will never, I, I understand. It's the same thing with LeBron. LeBron was frustrated in Cleveland. He wanted to go have some fun, but it, it definitely softens the level of villain, you know, for Kevin Durant, I think. Had LeBron never left Cleveland, won some titles, you know, and then left, it would have been a different story, but he made it okay for Durant to leave. He really did. He paved the way for him to do that. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think, you know, when people get, you know, there's people, because I had a lot of people who were so, like, mad that he left Cleveland in the first place. I'm like, get over it. Like, you just want a title. Like, one, if LeBron doesn't leave, there's no Kyrie Irving, there's no Tristan Thompson. That doesn't happen if LeBron nothing, stays in Cleveland. Nothing happens. Right. That's that's how that goes. But I'm 100% with you. I think the only difference is truly, um, one, LeBron James didn't leave Russell Westbrook. True. LeBron, LeBron James left Antoine Jameson and Larry Hughes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Russell West. I mean, LeBron, Kevin Durant left a Russell Westbrook-led team that was – three minutes away from playing the Cavaliers in the finals. And I think truly would have beat the Cavaliers in the finals. I think that they were the, I think that they were, the, you know, Golden State and Oklahoma City were the two best teams in the league last year. I, um, you know, I, I truly think that you know, they'll, 
I don't. I fully understand Durant going there. I don't blame him because one, he's gonna have fun. He's gonna get a lot of shots in space, and people start to think, well, he's gonna be Harrison Barnes. Like, no, he's Kevin Durant. He's maybe the yeah. third or fourth best player in the NBA, and the second is on his team. Like he's not yeah. he's not gonna be Harrison Barnes. Like that's the dumbest comment ever. Kevin Durant yeah. is gonna elevate Steph Curry. Steph Curry is gonna elevate Kevin Durant. Clay Thompson's gonna improve as a shooter still, which is crazy to say. And Draymond Green is the X factor in all of this. Golden State's gonna be spectacular to watch, whether you're an NBA fan or not, and you would hate on this whole super team logic that this is bullcrap and all that stuff. Like whatever. Get over it. It happens. You know, Boston did it with the big three and trades. And they had to restructure their contract, but no one ever complains about Kevin Garnett joining Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. But LeBron deals to Miami and does it and all this stuff. It's, it's unbelievably stupid. Yes, the big three happens. I actually think it's good for the NBA, and I know a lot of people want to fight me on that, but I don't care. You watch these games. The ratings boost on Thursday nights when the Cleveland Cavaliers and their super three group of three guys go against the Oklahoma City Thunder last year with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. You tuned in because you were excited to see that much talent go against each other. It's going to be the same case this year with Golden State. I completely agree. I completely agree. And I think, um, you know, it's interesting because, you know, Golden State, they're going to be phenomenal. Phenomenal. They're going to be absolutely phenomenal. And um, the thing that's going to make them even better this year and scarier than, than last year, I think, is they have a chip on their shoulder now. Right. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't know anyone. I mean, they, I don't think they're going to win 73 games again. No. I don't. If, you know, I think that was kind of a uh, perfect storm situation for them clicking at the right time, and there were a lot of those, there was a lot of games where they, they barely won, you know, it was close, um, they got lucky, there was one game, the one game where they played the Thunder and went into overtime, and uh, I think Steph Curry hit a shot from almost half court, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was like, you know, I, I mean, but they're, I, I don't, they're going to score 125 points a game. Yeah. They are going to score 125 points a game, and they're going to be fun to watch. But um, those games with Cleveland, um, they are not going to be friendly at all. And that is why I, I, I'm going to, that's why people want to watch it. We don't want to watch teams that like each other, you know? Right. I mean, everybody's always so buddy buddy now, and I completely agree. People were more um, competitive team wise back in the day, but. It, I think the league is just kind of people are just guys have just kind of chilled out, and uh, it's fun to watch those guys who actually have rivalries. <laughs> like like right now, like Noah and Derrick Rose are taking it <laughs> to the Cavs. They're not even in Bulls uniforms anymore, but like there's still that that bitterness that they, they still have it. I love it. Yeah, you know, there's there's just uh, I just I. I love guys that, you know, that, that just kind of, you know, they play with grit and they just want to win and they want to beat the other guy, you know. Some people don't, some some players just don't really care, I don't think, you know. Some of them just kind of are like, yeah, whatever, you know. Blake Griffin is one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he's going to be a Cleeper long anyway, so. No, no, no. That's he's going think... to be moving. He's going to be moving. I think their window is very small. Um, I know they got DeAndre the long. Yeah, they got, I know they got DeAndre long term, but I mean they don't have. This is JJ Reddick's free agent year. We know Chris Paul's uh, down to the end of his contract too, and Blake Griffin's on. You know, at some point Blake Griffin's out. I mean, it's just got to happen. So like, I think that that yeah. window for Doc and crew is just it's really small. And obviously, you know, that doesn't help that. Oh yeah, Kevin Durant signed with the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. But you know what? Uh, they've been that team's been through a lot together, and mm-hmm. this could be one of those years where stuff really starts to click for them. But if it doesn't, it's something that has to happen at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, Paul Pierce is going to retire. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but I really think that. Um, you know, if they don't do something this year, Blake's gone. So, I really thought he was gone this offseason, but I was wrong. Yeah, a lot of people did. I mean, after he punched a trainer in the face, you would think. 
Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that really kind of messed up their playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, um, you know, I, I don't really know what they're going to do after this year. And, um, man, if the if, if Chicago could somehow get Chris Paul, that would be so fun for a few years. Oh, my God. You know, Please. someone who could actually distribute the ball and score a few points. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. I mean, I don't know if they've had a point guard like that since, oh, MVP Derrick Rose, but... Yes, MVP Derrick Rose, just MVP Derrick Rose. Yeah, or 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 should have been playoff MVP Nate Robinson, which is my literally. I I, I don't say this often, but that that was my second favorite Bull season of all time was the Nate Robinson season because he was so incredible, and yeah. I I loved watching him every night. I thought he was he was just so fun, and for some god given reason, he he was given some some magic for that, like, that last season, you know? I really wanted, but, I really wanted him to come back. I did. I know, I know, but, um, I think his career's pretty much done. I, I think he's, uh, you know, he's doing some commentating and stuff on NBA TV now, so I don't, I don't really see him coming back to the league He tried out for point. the Seahawks. Yeah, I remember he did do that. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming he didn't make it. <laughs> no, no, he is not a no. member of the Legion of Boom. But hey, with, as we you know, we could ramble on that for mm. days. Let's go ahead and get into this real quick. So, I know you know this uh, past month or so, we've done a lot of predictions as far as players, teams, playoff seeds. Um, so let's start here. Your Eastern Conference semis and Western Conference semis. Who do you have? Uh, who do you have in the Final Four? Okay, Eastern and Western Conference. Finals for each. Yeah. Um, I don't see Toronto returning to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't either. I think. Um, I think. Uh, I think they overachieved a lot last year. I think it was. It was great for Toronto fans, but, but I, I don't see them getting back this year, especially with uh, um, Jared Sollinger missing like six to eight weeks to start out the year. Um, I think he was kind of the deciding X factor, especially with Biombo gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I don't see them coming back. So that leaves two teams, and the Cavs are going to be one of them for sure. There's absolutely unless LeBron James gets hurt, Kyrie Irving can get hurt, Kevin Love can get hurt, but unless Barring injury to LeBron, they will make it to the NBA Finals again. It's it's a given. It's going to happen, right? Yep. It, yep. Yep. There's no. See, you're not even arguing with me, Tim. I wish you'd argue with me a little bit. Like, you know what? No, I'm going to pick a dark horse. I'm going to pick a dark horse. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be the Hawks this season. <laughs> I think know? they make the playoffs, but <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, if I if, if I had to pick right now, uh, I'm going to go with Boston to be the other Eastern Conference team. Um, my dark horse, however, is going to be the Pacers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I think that that's fair. I mean, I do have the Cavaliers win the East. It's just obvious. As long as LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love are teammates, I don't yeah. think anyone is getting close to them in talent and ability to make things happen. I no. do like Boston bringing in Al Horford. I love Isaiah. And another year where Isaiah continues to get better, yeah, Avery Bradley's an outstanding defensive player. I really like Jay Crowder. I think Jay Crowder's pretty underrated. Solid, solid. And, and Boston has a good bench. I, I actually they do. Yeah. Oh, Lenick. Right. Uh, Jalen Brown, the rookie the, that they took with the with one of the Brooklyn yeah. picks this year. Yeah. They're gonna have another one of those Brooklyn picks next year. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I just don't you... think down the stretch it's gonna probably go. I would say it's gonna go six games. But Al Horford is going to get really tired from this from that yeah. group from that Cavaliers group, and I didn't even mention Tristan Thompson being like the fourth awesome player on that team. So yeah, like, I think the Cavs will beat the Celtics in six to get to the finals. Okay, I like that. I like that. So we're both we're in agreement that the Celtics and Cavs will meet up in the East mm-hmm. at the end of the season. I think I think the Celtics um, chemistry already put together with a perfect a perfect piece like Al Horford. Um, really does elevate them, 
but um, he's getting older, so he's gonna. I mean, but the role that he's gonna play with that team, he he's gonna make them better. So yeah, I will. Um, now the the West West is a different story. I mean, we got Golden State, right? They're they are. Uh, I'm I'm ninety. 8.5% sure they're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. The Western Conference Finals? Western Conference Finals, <laughs> yes. And, and I'm, I'm about 90% sure they're going to win the whole thing. But uh, at other spots, I don't know who, who steps up this season. And I don't know if it's going to be the Spurs. Um, I, you know, I have no idea what that Thunder team is going to be like when they go out there this year. Um, there's just a lot of questions. Uh, the Clippers, like we, we, we just talked about, like things could really click. They've been together for a long time. They might have what it takes. Um, but if you wanted to get like a real, like I, this is the one dark horse everyone's talking about for the Western conference this year. And it's the jazz. Yeah. And, um, they have a really interesting team. They're young, and I think if they were, they had a better coach, I think they could really get some stuff done. But um, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Like I don't know about that team. Like they are. That's what I'm saying, though. I, who who do you have, Tim? Let's. let's I just mentioned their window being really short, but I think that this is in the window for the Clippers to have a really good year. I think that the pieces are there. They have, I mean, they're pretty deep. You know, you talk about a team that has everything. The Clippers kind of have everything. You need a elite point guard that can distribute and make things happen. You have Chris Paul. You need a guy you can trust to hit, hit threes all over the perimeter. You have J.J. Redick. You need, a, you need two guys that are going to be able to be physical in the paint and get rebounds and jump over people. You have DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin. You need guys that are going to be able to come in when you need some rest. You have that in guys like Jamal Crawford. And Paul Pierce can still play pretty decent at his age, even though I know this is his last year. So, I like the Clippers to be the team that goes against Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. My dark horse is the Trailblazers. I think Lillard alone is going to be able to be, you know put this team into a deep run. But then you add T.J. McCollum. You know, you add Al Farouk Aminu, who I love. You add bringing in Festus Azili. You know, they have a lot of really good pieces there, too. And Evan Turner, man. And Evan Turner, yes. I mean, he, did, he was great on Boston. I, I think they're going to really miss him. I think they are, too. And I, I really think that they have a lot of abilities and a lot of skills there. Uh, Portland's you know, going to be a competitive team. They were competitive even in the playoffs last year. Before yeah. uh, they ended up losing, ended up eventually losing to uh, Golden State in the finals there. So if I had to pick there, I think that the Clippers are good enough to take the take the Warriors to seven games. But I, I agree. I think actually, yeah, hell with it. The Warriors will beat the Clippers in seven games. They will win the last game at the Staples Center. I, you know, I with with Portland overachieving last year, they lose Lamarcus Aldridge. Damian Lillard becomes a he, – he morphs into complete superstar last season. Do yep. you agree? Completely. Yeah, I mean – and uh, I picked him. He's my he's my top pick for MVP this year. So I I don't know where he can take them. They have a lot they – they have kind of a – they have a different kind of supporting cast. Um, I think they're one trade away from – really competing hardcore, but they, I, they could make it to the Western Conference Finals. Like, I really think they could. I do too. Like, everybody's assuming this, everyone's assuming it's going to be the Spurs this year, but, you know, now there's rumblings uh, that LaMarcus Aldridge might be traded, things aren't working as well um, with him, you know, uh, which seems bogus to me. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't know of any... You know, you never hear any kind of trade rumors from the Spurs, ever. No. Like, it's like the guys buy in, or we, before you can get out and talk about it, we quietly get rid of you, you know, or we let you sign someplace else, you know, but, um, you know, I don't know. Say, say LaMarcus Aldridge does get moved this year. Where do you move him, and what do you get? Chicago. Bring it to Chicago. Can you go to Chicago? How about Chicago? 
be good, right? I mean, we could. I mean, they they could throw in Bobby Portis, <laughs> <laughs> and Bobby Portis ends up being the greatest power forward for the next ten years when he goes to San That's ex- that's exactly what would happen too. It's like, oh yeah, he he got the right system. Now I, mm. I'm trying to think of a good team that he would be on. You know, a good trade. I I think the uh, the Orlando Magic could could make a, a decent offer for him right now. I think Lamarcus Aldridge would be perfect as an Indiana Pacer. You're right. Like, You're damn right. Like, you put but, him in that group with C.J. Miles and Al Jeff. You can have him be, like, your stretch five. You can use him as your basic, as your standard four. He's going to have the post-up game. I don't, gonna... know who you, I don't know who you give away for him, though. You don't trade Miles Turner. No. You can't. He's your future, you know, and you got Paul George. So it's like, do you move Teague for him? Why would Why would they trade Teague? Yeah, you know, Papa it's like do that deal. Yeah, and he wouldn't do that one. That's the, I mean, yeah, he's a perfect fit for it. But I, I just, I, I, I don't know where he would go, man. Could he go to Atlanta for Paul Millsap? Um, I would be so mad at Popovich if he actually really did that deal. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it working, but it doesn't help Atlanta. I think truly the one place that could really make a lot of sense for Lamarcus Aldridge, and it'll never happen, and I get why it won't, is one of those young Lakers has to go. So if they can put yeah. a deal together where you can see the Spurs ship him to L.A., they get Julius Randle in the deal, and probably like a, 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 you know, another ben, a guy that the Popovich can just make outstanding. Like, that's, you know, then you have your guy with D'Angelo that you can build the future of the Lakers around with D'Angelo, Ingram, and... Then you have you know Clarkson. Then you add uh, Lamarcus Aldridge to it. That's a good future four right there. Oh, I completely agree. And you know they have they have pieces to move there. I would I would trade Randall in some parts for him. Yeah, totally. You know I I would do that deal in a heartbeat. Um, another team I think that could swing a deal for him: Timberwolves. Yeah. Um, Gorgie Jang, uh, Pekovic. Uh, Pekovic already seems like he'd be a spur. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you throw him over there, maybe throw in a Tyus Jones, Shabazz Muhammad or something, and and you get uh, you get LaMarcus Aldridge. And you team up LaMarcus Aldridge with Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins. Zach and, Levine. Uh, and Chris Zach Stein. Levine. Yeah. I, I, and you, you, still, you still have all those parts. Jesus. Right. You know, you know how good that team would be. Yeah, I, would I don't be know if awesome. there, I don't know if there'd be enough room for all that good. You know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's you know people are talking that you know this could you know there's some you know maybe not all is well down in San Antonio and I, I it's weird <laughs> like you never hear trade rumors for San Antonio players. No, not at all. You know, really needs to get moved if we're on this subject, and we'll move on here in a minute. But you know, it just makes me think of this. Someone needs to find a way to get John Wall out of Washington. I completely agree with you. Like, I completely agree with you. Holy moly! Like, uh, I saw the Ringer had an article the other day that I thought was outstanding. About it was called "Free John Wall." It talked about moving to the Celtics for Avery Bradley, um, the 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 Brooklyn Nets pick. And what are their bench guys? The white guy on the bench, Yurekbo. Um, Putting those three. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. have to give up Isaiah Thomas for John Wall. I don't think you so. Have to. I mean, with how Brad Stevens plays this two point set with him and Avery Bradley, John Wall's a really good defensive basketball player. Honestly. Oh, he is. He is. I completely. I completely agree. But like, he can defend the perimeter, and he's so damn fast. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, I mean, he's he's. You always forget about John Wall, and it's because he is stranded on a crappy team like DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, you know? and there's been rumors they, for years that they, they're going to team what, up. What? Yeah, what they need to do is they need to get DeMarcus over to Washington. Yeah, you know, they get him. They get him over there. You got a real team, you know, with Bradley I Beal. I don't. I don't know how you get him. He's going to walk. He is going to walk in 2018. Mm-hmm. It is going to happen. They will have to move him. And they need to start thinking about what they're going to do now because Rudy Gay is going to be gone. They're going to have to get rid of him this year. I don't think they have any chance at making the playoffs. Nope. And the saddest, the saddest thing ever is the Bulls 
um, received a um, protected draft pick from the Kings uh, years ago, and uh, we've been waiting to use it. And um, the Bulls are not—they're unable to use it because it's protected every year because the Kings always manage to miss the playoffs. Yep, and. There was, I read an article about it someplace because it, it's become it's become absurd. It's almost like they're deliberately trying to keep this draft pick uh, because it's most of the time when you make a trade like that, it, you eventually end up losing it. You know, it keeps getting pushed back a year, and it looks like the Bulls will never ever get to use that draft pick unless the Kings make the playoffs this season, and they are not going to do that. Can you trade the protected draft pick and like a deal? Like, I'm still a, I'm still all for the Bulls rebuilding. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, oh, I, I totally am too. I I'm totally all for. If they, they, they can do whatever they want. Like, I, like I was, I was ready for the rebuild on draft night. If they I was too. To trade, if they wanted to trade Zach Levine and Chris Dunn to us, I, I was excited for it. I was like, you know what? Fine. You know what? You know, I, I like the Timberwolves. If you want to throw Jimmy out on that team, that's fine. At some you know, point, I, yeah, I would have been okay. I would have been okay with it. It would have been a fine deal, but I, I under—they're one of those teams that you know you don't want to just give away Jimmy Butler, right? I mean, he is such a talent, and uh, he's one of those guys that you don't, you know, I—he's probably not going to be a bull in three years. I still, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's sad but true. I still fully believe that like he can be the guy you build your team around. Like, yeah. I would love to see a rebuilding team where the starting five is going to be Jerry and Grant, Jimmy Butler, Doug McDermott, Nikola Mirotic, and Bobby Portis. Like, give me that team and let yeah, them let, grow. Yeah, and let, let them play. Like, I, I like all those guys. Like, I'm totally okay with just letting those dudes go and let them make some mistakes and let them, let them go. But it's like they're prolonging the inevitable by signing Dwayne Wade and, like, doing this, like, <laughs> this shitty patch job, you know, like I, you know, I I don't know, but here I am talking about the bulls again. We're moving on, Tim. (laughs) So with that being said, uh, we did actually kind of give you guys a little bit on basis. So as you know, a few weeks back, we did our fantasy basketball preview show. Uh, We actually had our, our league, uh, my league. I have my fantasy basketball league. Uh, all three of us here at the corner three are in the league, and we actually had our first draft of of this league because it's a rollover dynasty league. So, I had the 10th pick in this draft, and our very own Sean Mackey had the first pick in this draft. So, Sean, when you look at your team and the guys that you draft, and you put together a very solid basketball team uh, for this for this league, what's a, te- what's a player, you know, your best value pick? Who did you think was your best pick value-wise? Value-wise? Because um, remember, you took LeBron with the first pick. It's an eight-category I league. I, I 100% agree with that move. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I talked with a guy at work uh, this last week, and I, I was like, who do you pick, Harden or LeBron? And he's like, LeBron's solid and everything. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, you know, I mean, I think I think Harden's going to be the, um, the scoring champion this year. But uh, I I just, I'm not, I just can't get that high on him. I just can't. So I, I went with the, with the safe pick, and I picked LeBron. Um, but for uh, for value, um, I'm gonna have to say uh, I, I even though I used it with my second pick, I'm gonna say Hassan Whiteside, yeah. who I made, I drafted accidentally a little bit too high, but um, I'm okay with it because he's a stud. <laughs> so yeah, um, he. Uh, but the one the one that I'm most intrigued about. That could be awesome is Buddy Heald. So I did draft Buddy. So what about you, Tim? Who was your value pick? For me, I think your best yes. value was D'Angelo Russell, honestly. Um, yeah, you know what? You know what? You're right. And I forgot that I had him. <laughs> Mine? Like, yeah. Yeah, he's, he, he's going to be... I think people are undervaluing how much he's going to score this season now that he's not playing for Byron Scott. <laughs> I think for me, I think in the ninth round, I got Devin Booker. Like, that, That's a great pick. Yeah. I think Devin Booker might – I mean, Devin Booker is a not as developed Clay Thompson. He's bigger than Clay Thompson um, to where, you know, as far as shooting the three. 
Yeah. So my strategy in this draft was to get as many three point shooters as I could. So I got Kyrie, Clay, Devin Booker, JJ Redick, like, and uh, you know, I I I think I did all right there. I did get Giannis. Giannis was my first round pick. Giannis doesn't shoot threes like those guys do, but he still does hit a few here and there. Um, but my best value was Devin Booker for sure. I think that, that was a huge steal for me. And then I did reach a little high, I know, on getting Joel Embiid. I took him the round before I took Devin Booker. And he 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 is your he is your value pick, man. Yes. Come on, let's let's get real. You know, like you said, mine was D'Angelo. Yours is Joel Embiid, man. Come on. You know it. You know he's going to be awesome. You have faith in it. That's why you picked him. You also yep. did it to be a dick. <laughs> I, was like, I was talking about that with some guys in the league, and I was like, man, I was like, this is really hard to be in a league with two guys to do a podcast with. I was like, why? I was like, because everything that they, every player they know I like, they, they, they I like, they know I like them. Every player I don't like, they know I dislike them. I was like, so... We all think very similar about basketball players. Did um did did Alex get Damian Lillard? No, um, my buddy Jay did actually. Alex's first pick, I was it the fourth pick. Alex's first pick was he had a pretty good player if I remember correctly. So Alex did pretty well. I think his first pick was Steph. Yeah, he took Steph. Um, he ended up getting Porzingis, which is a nice pick. Yeah, I really wanted Porzingis. He was my uh, he was my third on my queue, and uh, I missed out on him. He took Oladipo, um, so he's all in the Oladipo train. Hey, he's he's gonna make some shots this year. And he took our favorite under the radar player ever, and San Antonio Spurs point guard Patty Mills. Oh, that's a solid pick. Um, I really. I really wanted there's there's I, I see I can't discuss strategy with you because I'm going up against you. But, <laughs> But um, there's, like, a few players that, you know, th- that are still on the free agent, you know, waiver wire that um, guys who, if they were starting anywhere, I would have picked them immediately. But since they are riding the bench someplace behind other players, it's tough to pick them, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's those are those guys you wait or you're just waiting around for an injury. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Like, oh, shit, you know, so-and-so got hurt, and it's like, I gotta pick up somebody, you know? So, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with my fantasy team. You, you, we, I think I think we all we all did pretty well. I think it's a pretty, you know... Not me. It, what? I don't like my team that much, honestly. I think that I'll, win, I'll score a lot of threes, but, and this being a rollover league where you can trade draft picks, I have a feeling I'm gonna try to get as many high-tier draft picks as possible come middle of the year. Okay, because <laughs> whatever whatever strategy you got to do, man. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be it'll be an interesting season. I'm I'm being that it wasn't a snake draft. I think it kind of benefited <laughs> me a little bit. I think yeah, I benefited did. the most. I think I benefited the most from it not being a snake draft, just because of draft order and stuff. So and I benefited um, the least. Yes. Yes. So actually, but, no. Um, I really like getting Giannis. I love having Giannis. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's gonna get your rebounds. If if you know Jason Kidd actually just you know grabs his balls and decides, you know what, damn it, you're playing point guard, um, which I think he's gonna do since he's man, it is LeBron James dunkathon tonight. Yeah. I think he's had like eight dunks. He is he looks incredible tonight. I, I've never seen him come out of the gates like this. No, he's Le- like he's well Le- known for losing opening night. Yeah, I was thinking that this morning. I was like, I was like, I, the Bulls have beaten him a few times on opening night, and uh, he's uh, he's not a, he's not an opening night guy, but he is playing with some real passion tonight. So good for him. Yeah, absolutely. I don't say that often. Yeah, well, only because he's on your fantasy team, right? Because he was your he's your franchise building player. No, 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 no. See, see, it's a double edged sword, Tim. Because if he breaks anything, I'm the bad luck guy, and I'm okay with it. I'm like, that's all right. I'm fine. You know, fantasy sports is fantasy sports, but this is real life. You know? But you could win a hundred dollars all because of LeBron James. It's true. I could, I, I could, you know, a few years ago I had to root for Duke to win the, uh, uh an NCAA tournament and it, it worked out for me. Was so it, was it the Kyrie Irving year when he played like 10 games? 
No, it was the uh, it was the uh, Okafor Tyus Jones year. Oh man, they were good two years ago. I know, I know that was the year Kentucky was supposed to win and they didn't. Which By was the way, um, Duke's going to win it all this year again too. I'm just going to let you know, unfortunately. You but, think so? Oh yeah, we'll get to that another night. But let's go ahead and do this because I know it's, we've we've done pretty well in this show. We've had a lot of fun with the students that we touched on. Um, Last thing before we get out of here, we picked who we think wins uh, going to the conference championship, who's moving on. So we both have the Cavaliers and the Warriors in the finals. Who wins, how many games, why? Six games. This is all, this is all, you know, pending on people's health, which at the end of the year is a real question mark to begin with. I mean, you got to have a little bit of luck if you're going to win something. You know what I mean? Yep. And um, I think the Warriors, just because they should be, they should have a chip on their shoulder. They should be better because they have one of the best players in the NBA now on their team who was just who just came over. They already had the best player in the NBA, and then they added another best player. So I have to give it to them in six. Um, but... There's part of me thinking that Cleveland is, is – I, I, I don't know how hungry LeBron's going to be at the end of the year. I just I, – I questioned – I've questioned his, his hunger during big game moments. And the last two NBA finals, I actually saw LeBron play to his absolute full potential, and it was scary. I don't know if we're going to see that this year at the end of the year. I just don't. I don't know. He's got his he's got his championship. If he wins again this year, and I've said this before, if he wins again this year, um, I'm going to have to go ahead and concede and say he's top three. Dude. Okay. I don't understand why you feel, one, that there's not going to be any hunger. Like, I was with you. Like, after the Cavs won, I was like, well, his legacy is fulfilled. Like, the block against Iguodala. Yes. I was like, that's yes. it. Like, yes. you know, I was like, he doesn't have to do anything else. His, he will go down. You know, we already knew first battle hall, but he will go down as one of the greatest to ever play the game. True. But then Kevin Durant had to go to Golden State. And you know what I guarantee LeBron James did when he saw that news? He didn't just lay in his bed and go, oh, okay. He got off the banana boat and he went to the gym. Because he knew, oh, that, yeah. he knew that that was a shot at him. He knew that was Golden State saying, we couldn't beat you last year. We're going to get another weapon. You can have all the weapons you want in this circumstance. Cleveland has the best weapon, and they have the they best. Do. They have the best player, and I think Kyrie Irving is still elevating to be an unbelievable star player in this game. And don't be wrong; it's hard to pick against the Golden State Warriors because they are going to be outstanding. They are going to win sixty-eight to seventy games. I think is a fair assessment for them. But I don't love Zaza Pachulia. As much as I liked, you know, the other big men, both Bogut and Azealia, that they had last year, I think losing them is going to hurt them. I don't think Harrison Barnes was great, but he was good for what Golden State does. And I think that not having him off their bench is going to hurt them. You're talking about a team that was strength in numbers for a long time. And that's how they won. That's how they were victorious. Well, Azealia's gone. You know? Yeah. They got. I think Mo Spites is gone. No, he's still there. No, he's, he's gone. Anyway. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Um, they've, you know, Bo gets gone. This, you know, their bench is not strength in numbers anymore. And Zaja Pachulia does not protect the rim. LeBron's going to be able to drive on them and get in the paint. And he's going to make things happen. And if he's, if someone's there to get ahead of him, like Draymond or Kevin Durant, he's got Tristan Thompson sitting right there for him. The Cleveland Cavaliers will once again go seven with the Warriors. I don't necessarily think they're going to come back from three games to one, but the Cleveland Cavaliers will be the NBA champions again this year. You really think that? I do. You got to keep in mind, though, the Warriors did add David West. <laughs> they you did. Can't, you, you can't. You can't. You can't discount that. He can still play. But the Cavaliers okay? got Mike Dunleavy. They did, but his his ankles only give you fifteen games. So, right. and he's and he's extra pasty and white. So that that might even shave off an extra five. So, I mean. I mean, like, judging by the game that I'm watching right now, the Cavs look ridiculously good. They're playing in complete sync right now, and mm-hmm. uh, they look great, and they look super hungry. Good for them. Yeah. But another guy who just barely made the roster, but I, 
another guy who could be an X factor, and I'm going to say it. I'm probably going to regret it. But JaVale McGee. Oh, you've been waiting for McGee to kind of take off for a long time. Let's be fair here. I have, I have. And uh, the fact that they, they can, now he's not my, he's not the guy that I would have, I would have had try out for the team. If I was the Warriors, I would have got on the phone with Larry Sanders and been like, dude, come on, let's go. Let's go. You've been out of the league for two years. We know you still probably got something. He is, he would have been the perfect compliment to their front court. He would have, he would have done all the dirty work. He would have Kurt Rambist his way all the way through the season. And he would have got a really good contract out of it. I don't know what he's doing, but I, I think that would have been a really good fit. Um, but, I mean, they still have Sean Livingston. Mm-hmm. He played incredible. Uh, Anderson Vergeau, uh, they're going to have to get rid of him. They're going to have to get rid of him because it's obvious he is the bad luck guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they need to get rid of him. But uh, you got Andre Iguodala still coming off the bench, man. Uh Ian Clark, he's looked decent in preseason. I, I don't know, man. I think this this is this is a very 1995, 1996 Bulls esque, you know, roster. They have the one really good guy, the Tony Kukoc of the team, who is Andre Iguodala. You know, I mean, and they got their they got their Steve Kerr. So it's like you know, I, they have all of the tools to win another title. They do. Do I think? Do I do I think their bench is as good as as the Cavs? I don't know. Shumpert's really awesome, so he's one of the better. Def- he's underrated defensively. Um, R. Jeff. R. Jeff. R. Jeff was great last year, and like you said, they bolstered it even further with having Dunleavy. So um, you know, it's up in the air. But I think if the main guys on Golden State get cooking, and they will. I think that they they'll win it in six, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll see what happens at the end of the year. That's why we watch this game. Yep. Cleveland has this Kay Felder kid too. It's pretty good. I mean, he, when he yes. gets his chance to play, he's gonna be pretty special to fun fun to watch. Yeah. <sighs> well, with that being said, <laughs> I, I you know that was fun. That was fun. That was a fun argument. We needed that on this show. We haven't had. We that needed yet. that. Yeah. We had to clear the air. <laughs> I think we'll go ahead and wrap up this week's edition of the Corner 3 podcast as we are super excited the regular season is finally here after talking about Olympic finally! basketball, free agency, and preseason ball. We can talk games that matter, that win losses mean things, and so much more. So, on behalf of Alex Derrickson, who's not with us tonight, and you know, of course Sean Mackey, thank you all for continuously supporting the Corner 3 and enjoy the first week of NBA basketball. Thanks for listening to the Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Be sure to add us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out our brand new website at thecorner3.net.